That's Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, That's Questionable Podcast on Instagram, or at That's Question01 on Twitter. Welcome to That's Questionable, the podcast. Mm. Jim here, Nathan, and David. Nathan's right over here, yeah. Yeah. Here, present. David's over there. David's way over there. Yeah. Man. um, So a a disclaimer, um, if you hear a whiny Boston Terrier, Louie is put up, and uh, so we may hear him begging to be let out of his crate. So just if there's any sound quality issues, that's maybe what it is. Okay. Could be. Oh, Lewis. Hmm. Lewis, he's the official dog of That's Questionable. <laughs> he uh, is questionable. He's made, he's made how many episodes now? At least one, if not no, two. No, he's made, he didn't make the last one. He, okay. made, he made the other one, but yeah. Well, this is, um, well, well, I'll edit it out. I was going to say we weren't going to label him, but this is our, this is the fifth episode that we've gotten together to record. Right. Yes. So who knows how this is going to come out because we're going to yeah. kind of do this for a little while and then come back and kind of compile everything together. So, but um, so far, you know, I think this is going good. I think we've yeah. had some great conversations. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's been great. I I agree. I've, I've I've enjoyed not only the conversation, but shockingly for me, listening to them later. Yes. Uh, it's been very enjoyable, and I, I hope our uh, listeners find the same thing. Find, well, first off, I hope we find listeners, <laughs> and I hope that they... We hope our listeners, wait, we... I hope that they enjoy it uh, as much as we have. Yeah. Lewis is, Lewis is asking, so... Um, Jim, what do you think, though, so far? I mean, um, um, do you think a lot of people are interested in having conversations about their journey, about their religious and spiritual journeys. I think people put so much, um, effort into being religious. Um, when they are, when they are met with a situation to where they go, wait a second, I have to, I kind of have to question everything that I've been brought up to think or believe um, do you think people really want to sit down and have conversations about it? I do. I mean, I, 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 uh, I think of myself as extremely average. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 uh, I'm yeah. averagely. Average. I think so too. Uh, yeah, we, we are very You think average. I'm average? I think you're, man, you are the averagest. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's it no, just, nobody more average than you. Yeah. And there's nothing, uh, there's nothing I enjoy more than, than these conversations. Yeah. And I think that, um, but why do people want to have these conversations? Well, because it's, uh, it, it's, it's a natural progression. I mean, once you enter into a belief system like that, uh, you, you got there. How did you get there? You got there. Well, uh, I, I guess I can't say this across the board. Many people got the, they, they, they never, they feel like they were born into it, but, yeah. but m- thinking people, the people that are going to 
ask questions, the people that are going to enjoy uh, listening and sharing in our conversations when we get things, you know, like our our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook pages yeah. going that, that are the the community that that is going to find us. Uh, they got into that system by asking questions. Yeah. You know, who, why am I here? How, you know, how did I get here and why am I here and what is life about? And so those, those tough questions led them to those possible answers. And, um, because, uh, and, and, um, it, it applies to all religions, but, but our experience is, mm-hmm. is Christianity, uh, more than others, um, because that's, uh, that's the system we've come out of. We were, were, we would ask the question, well, hold it. Aren't we taught that, that God is a infinite source of wisdom? And if, if that's something that registers with you, uh, resonates with you, um, then you don't quit asking questions. It's just natural to keep asking questions Mm -hmm. because otherwise, and this flies in the face of, of, of our experience, uh, too often you, you arrive at that, at, in that religious system and you have all the answers and this is it. And this is the way it is. And, and some people are content to stay there, but the people that are going to enjoy, uh, joining our conversation, uh, are the people that are going to continue to ask questions. You know, what, Mm -hmm. if there's an infinite source of wisdom, then there's got to be an infinite amount of questions. There's got to be a desire to learn and to grow. And, uh, so does that answer your question? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and I just think it's a, I think it's a, it's a question that just kind of keeps reoccurring that we need to ask ourselves. But also, do you find the fact that our religious experience as, as we know it, did you find, did you guys find that it just was, it, um, it didn't mesh with the reality of what you saw around you, you know, meaning, um, you know, we can use really easy examples. Like we keep bringing it up. Is the earth 6,500 years old? Well, uh, you know, there was a long time, dude, I told people all over the place. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course it is because God can do anything, anything he wants and God can make the rocks look old and God can make the, you know, the distances and put light in the middle. And, you know, and we say all of these things without absolutely a shred of evidence or proof that that's the case. But we, we kind of just say those things, but then we start to realize that, that the things like that fly that contradict the reality of what we see. So do, do you guys find that the reality of Christianity was contradictory to what you see on a daily basis or not even Christianity or Christendom? Maybe that's maybe more the better thing to say, or just our religious experiences. I think that this is very much related to the to what we decided we wanted to talk about tonight, which is obedience. Yeah. You know, yes. Because you find yourself, and I'm only setting the stage, and Jim, maybe you need to come back and ask the question here in a Previously second. Previously on that's question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you find yourself having to be obedient to something. Now, what is that something that we're obedient to? 
And um, you find yourself, like I did, you have to be obedient to something that ultimately at the end of the day, you go, wait a second, I don't actually think I think that's, not only do I not believe that, no, I don't actually think that that's true. So you have to wrestle with yourself. I'm within this religious system that wants me to be obedient to thoughts, ideologies, systems, you know, uh, infrastructure, so to speak. Um, and then you start realizing that that does not mesh with the reality that we live in. Um, I realize that that's probably an entire episode within itself, but I just have to admit while we're talking, I was curious what you guys thought. So, I mean, you know, societally, societally, uh, we, there, we, we have to be obedient to laws. We obey laws and all that. So I think there's some, you know, just in society, some wiring for that, that, that we, there are certain standards and certain laws and, and certain requirements that we really have to submit to. And I think that's, that's really just for, you know, the, the overall society that it functions the right way and, and that people, uh, behave in, in, in a certain matter, manner. I think the, the thing that kind of, clicks in my mind if we're talking about religion is um, is it obedience and we're going to get back to kind of the control thing for me is is the obedience based on really scripture or uh, societal laws or is it or societal norms or is the obedience more about control is it more about you're supposed to submit or obey the leaders of the church yeah you know, there's a lot of, you know, you need to obey in the Bible. There's, you know, children obey your parents, which is a really good thing. Uh, there's, you know, masters and and slaves, obedience there. That's a whole nother issue we could talk about that is very controversial and in, 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 inside of Christian circles and outside. It's one of the main things that people outside of Christianity question, uh, you know, slavery in the, in the Bible. And it's very clear that Paul writes that, you know, masters are supposed to treat their slaves a certain way, but the slaves are supposed to obey their masters. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of obedience in the, in the Bible. A lot of that is more subjugation. It's more, uh, you know, you're, it's more authority. You're yeah. supposed to yeah. obey authority. Yeah. And that can be, that just leaves such a wide path for um, leaders to abuse people. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm expecting you guys to laugh, a uh, hearty laugh with, uh, at, right after I finish this next statement. Uh, the, the word obey uh, appears in the New King James Version, version uh, of the Bible 104 times. Is <laughs> that the laugh you were? That was yeah, okay. that was a little more diabolical. Than oh, that was yeah, that was a little diabolical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what they that's the diabolical laugh they were doing while they were writing obey all those times. <laughs> that's in right. the yeah. yeah. Oh. No, and the reason that's funny for me because uh, that's a that's a preacher trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, throwing out how many times the word appears in the yeah. Bible because it, what you've just done, and this is a side note here, what you've just done is you have you have just claimed uh, 
that you are aware of the entire Bible and how many times that word appears. And, and there's people sitting out in the seats that are thinking, man, he counted all of those. <laughs> I'm sure, Actually, I'm he sure he did. did. But, uh, no, know, I'm sure he did. Not. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah. 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 But oh, in the yeah. Greek. Yeah. Yes. In the Greek. Yeah. What's anyway. the Greek work for obedience? Yeah. 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 Well, um, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe Jim, maybe this is kind of like, sorry, I kind of threw that out there cause I was literally just thinking, thinking it just then because I just think that, I think that Christendom to some degree just does not mesh with the reality that we actually see. Or, or the religious experiences that we say we are supposed to experience. But Jim, maybe you need to kind of throw out the yeah, real I mean, question that we need to talk about. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Um, can, I, can I read something real quick? That, you know, I was looking, and this is... Of course you can. Actually, let me put this in. Is it a Bible verse? It is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is the second letter to the Church of Thessalonica. Yeah. Very impressive. So it's one Thessalonica or the second or is it's it the two, two Thessalonica? Two Thessal- yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, if anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him that he may be ashamed. And I, I read that and I think if you don't obey what we say, then we're supposed to basically, uh, what's the term? Uh, shun. Yeah. And make that person be ashamed, and so there's a lot of precedent there that that hey, there, there's there's a need by leadership to try to push uh, members to obey them and mm-hmm. what they say. And I, you know, I, I think we have to be care- I have to be careful because, you know, I think I think this could be a, a podcast where we could kind of dive into that as far as far as the leadership of the church versus membership. And it's really not all about that. I mean, uh, but a lot of it's about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you know, yeah, no, I think, I think it is. Yeah. So, uh, um, maybe to bring it back, uh, why here's a question that, that the, that's a questionable question to start this podcast 25 minutes in. <laughs> Why is Christianity so concerned with obedience? Well, I'm going to keep the, my reoccurring theme going that, uh, you know, I, we know, I don't think we're all on the same page and that's, you know, it's fine. So I'll, I'll throw out my, I still think everything boils down to heaven and hell. I think we, we all Previously. obedience. What's that? Previously, on yeah, previously on, and I realize it's a reoccurring theme. I will try to find a way to say this in every single episode. And I'll, I'll go to the church leaders, and you go to heaven and hell. Yeah, that's right. And I will say that 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 the, the churches today will boil, will always, everything will boil down to: Are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it nothing else really matters. You can be kind to that person and, and uh, a homeless person and give them something to eat 
and, and feed them and be kind to them. But none of that actually really matters within the construct of Christianity because everything is always about, am I going, do I believe the right thing to go to heaven? So obedience in my opinion, is is the church is obsessed with obedience because it's the only measuring stick that they have to know if you are on their side. You know, do you believe exactly what it takes to go to heaven, what we teach, and are you obedient to that? Yeah. So, because at the end, nobody doesn't, you know, no church today in reality does not talk about not going to heaven or hell. You know, you have Unitarianisms or whatever, some of these a little bit more fringe, you know, fringe beliefs, but they, but everybody will always bring everything back to, are you in the club or are you not in the club? You know, and so the only way I we think know the, that you I are, think in the Greek it's the club, the club, the club. <laughs> are you in the club or are you out of the club? And so you know, are you going to be obedient to what we tell you, the things <clears throat> that you need to do? And so then, then that's why you have pastors saying, you know, don't question the anointed. Um, you know, saying just really, just really despicable, disgusting things like that that shame people and that, that coerce and manipulate people to put them in their place so that they'll always do what they're supposed to do. Uh, and they somehow tell them, well, if you do what I tell you to do, that's proof to me that you're on our side and you're into club and you're going to heaven. Yeah. So, you know, in saying that, I, I don't, I think some of it is control, but I think some of the focus on obedience, and I don't, I don't think it's just Christianity, because it, you can go to Jehovah's Witness, and, and particularly LDS is very much a, uh, a very authoritative, you know, mm-hmm. obedience, works-based. Anytime you mix works in there, there's certain things you got to do to be, you know, saved or to... To achieve whatever yeah. your your religion has, that would be works. That's obedience, and so it's not just exclusive to Christianity. Yeah. Uh, in, in some respects, uh, Christianity is probably less about obedience. So let me kind of unpack that a little bit. Um, when it comes to submission to leaders, I think yes, it is. But when it comes to living our life. Especially the the more I guess the more I hate to use the word charismatic, but the more um, prosperity type gospel type churches, yeah. there's probably more you know less about legalism and what you obey. It's more about how you feel and how you express yourself, and more about the gifts of the spirit and things like that. So, in some parts of Christianity, they really de-emphasize obedience and it's more about you know the gifts gifting and things like that yeah and if i was going to insert my two cents on that i would say that those the giftings those those expressions would only come to prove that you're going to heaven you know hey you speak in tongues because you believe the right thing and you've now been gifted by God, you can now do these things because you're in 
the club, as it says in the Greek. So um, that's why, I don't know, that's why I keep going back to that. If you took heaven and hell out, if you took heaven and hell out right now, and, 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 and like somebody came down, if Jesus came down right now, boy, this is going to be a really bad story. If Jesus came down right now and said, hey, guess what? Heaven and hell's not real. I just use those as metaphors to kind of talk about the differences of how you treat people and what the repercussions of those are. Christianity would completely fall apart, especially evangelicalism. It wouldn't exist anymore because there's nothing to shoot for or there's nothing to stay away from. You know, because we have examples all across the earth where, hey, I can do good deeds and I can love your neighbor as yourself and I can do all of these nice things to people around you just purely because I care about somebody. There's nothing, there's nothing that shows that you have to believe in Jesus or a God to realize that those are good things. You know, it's like the quote you said that David had said on episode, or, you know, a couple weeks ago, man, that's just humanity, you know, and I think we confuse humanity with now we're trying to say, well, hey, all of these good things kind of like we, uh, you know, Christianity owns these good things. And, and obviously, I don't think those are necessarily true. Somebody who rejects Christianity completely um, can still love their neighbor as themselves and do good to them. Yeah. And, and what you're, I, I would, I would contend that, that what you're proposing would be that, uh, the religious systems would fall apart. That's right. Yeah. That, 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 that's exactly right. The churches that we walked into on Sunday mornings, and thank you for clarifying that the churches that we walk into on Sunday mornings would have no purpose anymore. They literally wouldn't because you could stay home and love your spouse and your kids. You could walk over to your neighbor and be good to your neighbor. You could go to work and, and, and have loving interactions that all these things that God would, would go, these are the things that we should be about. You can do those on a daily basis. There's the, 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 the Christian, the evangelical infrastructure would completely just crumble and have no purpose whatsoever without heaven and hell. Yeah, but the, the humanist would say that's that's almost like the golden rule. I mean, that's, you know, let's treat others as, as we want to be treated. Let's have compassion on other people. And, and there's really no obedience in that for a humanist. That's just being human, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and you can actually look at other other you know animals you you can look at chimpanzees and and gorillas and and even dolphins and how they will take care of their own and they will do compassionate things it's not exclusively a human thing but i think that's the essence of humanism yeah. is that compassion and can it can it go the other way and can it be cruel absolutely but i i would i would argue that that christianity christianity gone bad has done a lot worse uh, against society than yeah. humanism has. Yeah, I mean, how many people were killed because within Christendom over over the last couple thousand years because people were being obedient? Yeah, to whatever, to whatever dogma that people they told you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jim, why do you think? Why do you think Christianity or Christendom or evangelicalism is obsessed with? 
Why do you think the church is obsessed with obedience? Um, well, I mean, I, I think that, uh, today it, it's rooted in, in the, how prevalent it is in scripture. Uh, so why is it prevalent in scripture? I, I believe, uh, it was, it was designed to control people. I mean, it's a societal issue. Uh, David alluded to it earlier. I mean, it's about, it's a social thing. I mean, if we're going to function in society, we have to have rules and we have to have people follow those rules. Um, and it's always more important for the people that are making the rules uh, to have <laughs> others <laughs> obey those rules. But I mean, that's part of it. There's no true freedom unless you're absolutely alone. You know, the only true freedom, hey, you can do whatever you want, is if you're the only person uh, on the planet. Mm. Uh, otherwise, there's responsibility and there's there's ways that we do that. So so that's the uh, that's the innocent side of it. You know, that's the that's the the uh, the the rightful beginning is like David said, it's, it's to get along with each other. It's so that we can, we can agree on these things. We need to, you know, I, if I'm going to drive on the right side of the street, I, I need everybody else to drive on the right side mm -hmm. of the street uh, or it's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, but then man's, uh, nature takes over and will twist it and make it, uh, what, how can I use this to my advantage to get people to follow me so that they will give me their money and they will give me their adoration and their respect. And I think that's where it's, it gets all off. I mean, what my experience is I see in organized religion, I see way more interest in having others be obedient than I do in me being obedient. Mm -hmm. And so the, and we see that, we see that everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, we see the, uh, just the things people get in a, a tissy over, you know, we're going to boycott this. We're going to boycott that because they're being disobedient to what we say is right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I think that's how it gets twisted. Um, did you guys see the movie, the book of Eli? Oh yeah, I did not. Uh, it was a yeah, great movie. Seen it a couple of times. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh, Denzel's awesome. Yeah, it, just a great movie. But uh, Gary Oldman is the uh, the the bad guy in mm. in that movie, and and he has heard that uh, that Denzel Washington's character has the the last Bible, and uh, he wants that Bible more than anything in the world. I mean, he's willing to kill anybody mm -hmm. to get this Bible. And the reason is because he knows that if he has that, the only Bible, he can control everybody mm -hmm. even greater than his violence controls them. Mm. And, uh, and it's just, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, I would recommend it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway, I see that happening all the time. You know, I see people who own the Bible. They, they, that, that's what I was alluding to earlier when I said, uh, you know, the word obey appears 104 times, you know, yeah. that, that's a way of controlling the Bible. That's a way of, of using that, uh, sending out that perception 
that of depth of understanding that, that makes, you know, gives me power over other people, you know? So So this, this is going to kind of get to the moral, I guess the moral argument for the existence of God. So, you know, one of the arguments there is that the fact that we have the moral code that we do reflects that we, that, that God exists. Otherwise, I guess we would just be, you know, animals with no conscience, you know, committing all kinds of atrocities. And so it just made me think as you were, as you were saying that was really what, what comes out of that is obedience. So that moral code comes obedience. And so a Christian would say that's, that's in the Bible. So that's the root. It came from God because it's in the Bible. But if you believe the Bible is intrinsically a human book, then actually it was a way for people to be controlled by putting it in a book. And it was created by humans. So it's really, it really is the same thing what you're saying is if the very source of the Bible is human and not God, it, it even the Bible itself would be humans' desire to control other people. Does that make sense? Yes, it could. Yeah, yeah. I'm, if that's where the Bible came from, right? Yeah, if. Right. Yep. So you're saying the Bible is not divinely inspired? Uh, is that the question we're going through now? <laughs> what? No, <I> just, <laughs> that is questionable. Just, I will say that's questionable. I'm just okay. Well, yeah. it is. Yeah, no, I guess it is questionable. But um, I think certain aspects. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, you know what I believe about about divinity um, as far as there being a, a, an ultimate being that, that you know, really interacts with the world right mm-hmm. now. I, I absolutely believe, I, I really do. I mean, I've, you know, I think this is all a, an, an, an evolution for if somebody's really seeking the truth, mm-hmm. they're going to evolve in what they believe and what they, yeah. you know, and what they, they really their knowledge and that's going to change. And so in, in my mind, whatever God is there, um, I just don't think that what some of the things that are in the Bible, if that was divinely ex- inspired would be in the Bible. Mm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff there that is, is pretty atrocious. Sure. And so, um, you know, it, it, it was part of it divinely inspired and then people added on to it. I don't know. I, then I would, then I would ask the question if, if God can inspire the Bible, why didn't he preserve the Bible? So if he did inspire it, then it should be preserved in the manner that he, he wanted it preserved. Yeah. And so I think either it was originally written in, in ways that, I mean, there's certain things in there that, especially when it gets into the Old Testament, I know Christians like to separate that out, mm. but if it's all God's Word, it's all God's Word. I mean, I think you're in hot water now. Oh, I'm sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> but well, but let's let's take some, like, for, for instance, there's, there's, these are all great examples. Like, for one that I think is is when it comes down to obedience is all of the verses or the lack of the verses better put is is like is on tithing you know this is something that churches you know really drive home that you need to be obedient to this and even to the point of where is in what malachi where it says tested me in these things you know and your barn doors will be overflowing 
And David, I don't even know if you can pull up that verse in Malachi, but, um, these are things that are talking about is, 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 is being obedient. You know, churches are, you know, they're obsessed with the obedience of tithing, you know, now I've come to the point where I think that that's all just, man, that's just a, it's just a bunch of, you know, that's a bunch of BS. I mean, you know, you, Hey, why don't, you know, <laughs> save your money, put it in your 401k, help the local people around you that, that are, maybe are in need. Uh, you know, those are things that you need to do, but, but, but we become very, we become obsessed to being obedient to these kinds of things. Um, okay. Why? Can I read, you want me to read that verse? Yeah, sure. Okay. So this is the, uh, ESV, uh, English standard version. Uh, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. So, so when, I, when I hear that, mm-hmm. it goes back to a specific sermon series of a church that I used to go to where they were trying to raise money for a new building. Oh, of course. And that was what was preached on. So when mm-hmm. I read that verse, um, my mind automatically goes to abuses of power. That's what it goes to. That's an impeachable offense. Exactly. Well, take that to the Senate. That's right. Take that to the Senate and vote on it. But the, the, the thing is, though, is, is, is at the very end, it's the blessing. And that's what's always talked about is, hey, guess what? If you tithe, if you give this money, if you give your 10%, whatever you want to use in all of these verses, that it's all about, it's all about getting something. Everything comes down to being uh, getting something. I mean, is this why people are, are so obsessed with obedience? I realize you asked the question of obedience. That's hey, a great, that's I'm, a great I'm, question. I'm more obsessed. To, I'm more obs- that people are obsessed of, of the obedience of other people doing things. But but um, is is that why we're obedience is such a big deal? Is because people think they're going to get something? Jim, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Yes. The answer is officially <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean that that just the fact that that's how it's played upon. I mean that's the that's the ticket. How am I going to sell this? Oh. How am I going to sell this concept of you giving me ten percent at least of your gross? Uh, I, I have to. You mean before taxes? Yes. Dang it! It is before taxes. Ugh. How is how am I going to sell that to you? No, it's not in the Bible. Well, that's question. We'll, well, let's let's put a little bookmark in that, and let's come back to it. But yeah, and so yeah, the, it's part of the, the part of the the spiel. It's it's all about okay. So what what then can I promise? What are they going to get in return? You tune in you know, any number of channels and you're going to see people uh, on television, you're going to see people telling you, uh, giving you all kinds of promises. And if you will just deliver this to me and, uh, you know, I need, I need a bigger Learjet and, uh, <laughs> you will get all that. But I mean, it's, it's a bigger Learjet. I mean, there's already a, a Learjet there, which is the, that was the case in that instance. Yeah. 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 It's just not, 
Yeah, it's just not fast enough and luxurious enough. Yeah. Because that's what Jesus would have done. We have to deliver the gospel quicker. Yeah. That's what Jesus would have done. You know, what, and what, I mean, what if, what if this verse is just talking about putting 10% uh, up of, uh, of your crops and saving that for, for when times are tougher and that you will see that because you set this stuff aside, uh, you will, you will make it through, uh, lean times. So obedience and tithing, I wonder how many people would tithe if it wasn't tax deductible. Well, the, the church would fight you tooth and nail. They would say, first off, out of this side of their mouth, they would say, that's not important to people. People yeah. would continue to be obedient. And then out of the other side of their mouth, if you said, well, then therefore, why don't we uh, make it taxable? They would fight it with everything they had. Yeah. Because every, every bit of income they get is tax-free. Right. How yeah. much, how many on average, how do you think from your guys' experience, I've never been employed at a church, how, how much do you think a church um, gives gives back to or gives away less than 10%. Wait yes. a second. That's not biblical. Well, it, it depends on the church. There, there have been churches I've been in that they claim they do a third. There's some that say they do a half. Uh, what you find out is a lot of times what Wait, they give. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do I look like a CPA? Yeah. <laughs> no, you I do like not. Look like a church CPA. <laughs> I, I look like a homeless CPA. Uh, so, um, so, but what you find in a lot of those, I think, where they give the larger amounts, mm-hmm. and I know this because I was a part of a church that did this. A large amount of what they gave to, uh, you know, other, you know, ministries or whatever to try expand the kingdom were many times controlled by the very people that owned the church. Yeah. And so we're going to give money to this, but if you really trace back what that is, that actually comes back to usually one guy. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's all, some of it's just almost like money laundering. Well, I just think it's, this is an interesting subject because when the obedience is talked about in the church, you know, this is, man, tithing is really at the top it's of the list. Deal. Yeah, it's a big I mean, deal. I realize this is the lifeblood. If tithing didn't happen, churches churches wouldn't be open for business. Yeah, and um, um, uh, but I, I will say this: this is a personal testimony of myself. Um, I struggled for years and years and years because I heard multiple sermons talking about being obedient, and this is this is part of my journey. That part of why I call. Uh, foul on a lot of what Christianity has to say is, is because the things, you know, one was I never saw any of the miracles that anybody ever taught. They said what are things that happen within Christianity. I never saw any of those happen with any of those people. You know, the other thing is, is on the opposite. I've never seen the curses happen either. So think about all of the, if you're being disobedient to the tithing, think of all of the things that, that it, we've been taught that would happen, not happen for us or happen against us. And I've just never seen that happen. I would have to say that my income is directly um, tied to my ability to show up to work 
and do a good job of what my boss wants me to do. It has nothing to do with whether I give 10%. And in fact, I've seen people in the midst of filing bankruptcy claiming, God, we've given 10% faithfully our entire lives, and now we're losing everything. Where are you? What's going on? And you realize, oh, well, I guess, you know, tithing really has nothing to do with our actual well-being. You know, have we been sold... Um, uh, you know, have we been sold a story on that? And and is obedience really just another way for people to, you know, judge others, condemn others, and um, you know, like we talked about, you know, control others within within um, uh, religious systems. But if you obey to get something. Well, what does that even, I mean, in a, in a, in a Christian type, you know, structure, what, what does that even do? I mean, if you're, if you're doing it to get something, surely God would know it's selfish, that right? you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. And, and what, what does that gain that person? I mean, if anything, uh, it, it would be, Hey, you're, you're doing it only to get something. That's almost like a negative mm-hmm. than it is a positive. So it's almost like if you're going to do it with the right motives, you know, then you kind of gain something. If you're doing it to gain something, then you it's almost like a, a subtraction from that mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and, and Christians would hate to me say for me to say ledger because you know, there's no scale system in Christianity. You're either you're either in or out, but you know, based on mm. you know the the blood of Christ. But it's just to to me, it's it's kind of it's kind of alarming. Yeah, and and I say that because I was on that treadmill, I was mm-hmm. on that on that hamster wheel. I guess. So you're saying say. obedience again in these situations is is we're being obedient because we want to get something. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of wordplay in that in Christianity. So. Uh, it's works, but in some churches, works is a is a byproduct of your salvation, and so there's just a lot of wordplay of whether it, your works to be saved and to get a reward, or you get a reward and the works are a byproduct of that. Either way, you got to have works; mm-hmm. otherwise, you're not saved whether whatever point that, that, yeah, that mean, comes into we, it. Then we have the verses that say, hey, the only way we would know who we are is if we love one another. Yeah. You know, it's just... Give me a humanist that that, that is serving... James would be works, but... You give me a humanist that's serving people. Give me an atheist that's serving people that wants to help people. And the only reason that they would do that... I mean, there could be other potential financial gain, but I'm just saying... In general, the only reason why they would want to do that is because they want to do that. Yeah. Not because... Because they expect nothing in return? Yeah. Other than maybe they expect to feel better about themselves or they expect to just... (laughs) Uh, Well, well, it just reminded me. I mean, my goodness. I mean, how many sermons have we heard that talk about, hey, you know what? Um, uh, You know, Paul talks about running the race and finishing well... Um, so that we get rewards in heaven. I mean, 
you know, I don't know how many sermons did we hear where the pastor stood behind the pulpit and talked about, now you want to do these things because you want a rich reward in heaven, right? I heard a hundred. Come on, that's 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 manipulation. That's yeah, control. I heard, I heard 104 of those sermons. Yeah. <laughs> Was that, is that how many obeys he said? <laughs> See, I do listen. Tell my wife, I do listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there. So if you obey, obey, because there's something in it for you. But if. What, what I really need is for you to obey so there's something in it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, so, and, I, you know, I would, I, I'm, not, I'm not throwing out obedience. I mean, it's, as we mentioned earlier, it, it's, uh, it's necessary. We need to, to, yeah. uh, we, we need to get along and all that. I, 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 I fall back on uh, the words of Jesus. You know, it, love God, love people. On these two things hang all the law and all the prophets. So love is it. Love is the whole thing. In a previous episode, we talked about love a lot. We talked about uh, interpreting scripture through love mm-hmm. as opposed to interpreting love through scripture, which right. has had us messed up forever. Right. So so that verse alone, you can look back. He's literally saying all of Scripture, all the law, all the prophets has to be about love. And so I want to be obedient to that. I want to be obedient to love. I want to love you guys the best that I possibly can. I want to love my wife and my three amazing kids and my mom and my brother mm-hmm. and uh, my coworkers and and people. Yeah. But where does that, where does that love come from? Uh, I mean, that's a tricky question for me, uh, because, um, I have no desire to manipulate this conversation or, or any need to convince anybody what I think is right. Hmm. And so I would abstain from the answer of that. Well, we hear yeah. hints of that even within, you know, within the, within the Bible, you know, you know, don't let your left, the left hand know what your right hand is doing. I mean, you know, I think that, um, obedience and when I think of obedience now, I think of obedience as a, as an opportunity to, um, do well protecting somebody from harm or protecting myself from harm. You know, it, it, you know, um, you, the more simple thing would be, Hey, are we obedient to the speeding, to the, to the laws of the road? You know, of course, of course we all are. We're all obedient to those laws. And of course we know that when we aren't obedient to those laws, we get pulled over or worse yet, we can kill somebody or kill ourselves. You know, so there is validity in being in being obedient. But you know, when we look at situations like even with Hannah, um, you know, it, you know, I want to break down a lot of those preconceived complementarian ideas of husband and wife. You know, and be hey, when Hannah Hannah tells me something that she knows is good for our family and good for good for me and good for her. 
I want to be obedient to that because real obedience should come out of love for another mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Hey, they're, they're saying something to me because they actually legitimately care for me. I'm going to be obedient to that. And, and at no point in time am I doing anything because I expect to get something out of that. I'm just doing it purely out of an act of love for the person saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of get back to, to what you were saying, so you, you abstained from the answer. And I, I, I like that. I mean, I, I like that in, in the sense that um, we, we, we don't, we show that we love other people. We don't, we don't really have to explain why we love other people. I think we have to explain why we hate other people. <laughs> Maybe we have to do that. But when you love somebody, I mean, that, that should really come without explanation and we can do it for our own, mm-hmm. own reasons. And especially, I mean, especially when you're doing things, not expecting to gain anything in return. Cause I mean, I know you, I mean, I've known you for years and I know the way you love your family and I know you you don't love your family cause you expect something back. You love your family cause you love your family and that's what's in you. And so, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if that is, is, you know, a divine love or if that is just a human love or whatever. That's not for me to, to, to ask, but I'll respect what you said and that, you know, that's something you can hold back and say, you know what, my, my reasons are my reasons. And, uh, and there may not be reasons other than the fact that you just do it. You just love. That's hard to get to. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it, I think, goes, and thank you. Um, You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, you know, and I, uh, there's a, Nathan has asked, uh, a couple of times previously, um, on this, uh, on our podcast here about miracles, um, and things like that. And I mean, I have, I have ideas about that, but I, I would abstain from that. I I've been the person who used, uh, used, perceived miracles to, uh, lift myself up. You know, I, at the time I didn't think that's what I was doing. I thought I was, you know, lifting God up or whatever. But, uh, but the, uh, the result I ended up, uh, seeing on a number of occasions was, Hey, you know, people thought higher of me, uh, when mm. I shared these things with them. Um, and m- right now I would say, uh, that, uh, I wish I could go back and, and not have shared any of those and, and let them be something. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm backing myself into the corner I was trying to get out of so, <laughs> something between me and God. Yeah. Uh, it's not that they didn't happen. You just think that maybe now it's, <clears throat> Hey, this was just for me. This was just for me and I should not have twisted it and had it be something to try to, uh, get others to agree with, uh, with my philosophy as a result of it. Listen to me because I experienced this. Listen to me because I, I witnessed this. Listen to me because of this blessing, uh, you know, and now I, I, you know, I, I still believe, and I've said it, I've said it earlier. Um, you know, I, I think my motives were pure. 
uh, they just weren't right. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I, need, I need to take care of them real quick. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, sorry about that. That's yeah. no problem. Hmm. It's better if we just keep it rolling. Yeah. Because in the ones in the past where we stopped it, um, it's really interesting how that disc files everything. Okay. And it's hard. Sometimes I was I was how do getting I confused on which one was which. Right. And I had to go and put it in and listen to it and go, okay, that was the right one and that one was not. Great. So if we just keep it rolling, then it's one big file. Good. So, great. Good to know that. So. Um, yeah. Good. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, 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 and we can go into that another time deeper and whatnot because I, I have... I think I have a lot more clarity mm-hmm. on those kind of things. I, I think yeah. that, uh, I think that somebody who is, uh, somebody who is telling everybody about the miracles is missing the point. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can't, um, you know, but, but also at the same time, my heart goes out to that person because, that is talking about the miracles is because they're they're told all the time that they're supposed to but but also at the same time I keep saying you know Jim this is this is my this is my struggle you have people that legitimately think that God, the Spirit, has blessed them to be able to do certain things. Some could be healing. Some could be, you know, all of these different gifts of the Spirit that, you know, we've all been taught over and over again. You know, if you had the ability to call upon the Spirit of God to be able to heal somebody, then why do they not live within hospitals where they're healing people all the time where they get up out of the bed and they go down and say, okay, what's my bill so I can pay it. I'm officially healed. I'm out of here. You know, that, that, that is the reality of, of the, of Christianity that's being taught today in the religious systems. You know, we're talking about this, that, but those things, they, that, they just don't happen. It does not happen. And and so what happened, you know, where is the substance? You know, what is the, where is the result? What is, what is, what are we supposed to, what are we supposed to get with when we have obedience? Where is, where is the, um, what is the purpose of obedience? That's, you know, some of this is, is, is what really gets to the heart of it for me is, um, there, I've never gotten anything of, for being obedient to a pastor of a church or a religious system. Nothing's ever happened that would cause me to go, oh my goodness, this is the movement of God. I've got to be a part of this. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, well, I mean, am I missing something? If you're saying that that you should that obedience should be rewarding you with something, 
uh, you know, I, I think on on a spiritual level, that's probably wrong. Uh, on a societal level, we we all receive something from following the rules. Yeah, uh, you know, society does as a whole. Yeah, um, but it's not. Um, it doesn't set you apart, <laughs> and which is which is you know we get back to motives, we get back to uh, humility, we get back to uh, those issues that we've we've talked previously about that are that are important. That's what that's what being a good person is. You don't think you're better. Uh, you know, now uh, granted there's plenty of times when I think I'm better when I'm out in traffic and, uh, and cussing at somebody who's going too fast or somebody who's going too slow or things like that. But, but I mean, it doesn't, you know, if we're looking for those things that, you know, we don't have the awards given or the special place there's no special parking place for the person who obeyed all the laws Mm -hmm. uh to get to their christmas shopping uh and so you know that's that's a different thing but 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 religious obedience is promised to those things and i and i think uh, you know back to answer your question that's wrong yeah you know it's it's wrong for you to look for those rewards from being obedient, and it's even more wrong for you to be promised those rewards. Okay, thank you. That's what obedient. I'm getting at. Yeah. That's that is that is the um, the base issue, in my opinion, of the original question being asked is is the promises that are made to obedience within religious systems. That's what we have to get away from because those promises are empty and a dead end. So I think a lot of times we we think of the prosperity gospel as being a gospel that is money-based, blessings on on money uh, and and income. Jesus is a rich carpenter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but I, I don't think that's the essence of the prosperity gospel. I think there's a lot of churches out there that, that preach a different kind of prosperity gospel. It's the prosperity of, of a great life or blessings in this life or eternal reward if you obey uh, these sets of rules and you obey these certain people. And so it may not be a process because you'll hear a lot of pastors in the pulpit say, preach against prosperity gospel, but they are actually prosperity pastors. Oh, absolutely. They are. Any pastor that sits there and says and quotes the Malachi verse is a prosperity gospel preacher. Exactly. Exactly. So he may not be saying, standing up there saying that, that, that God wants you, you know, healthy and rich and all this kind of stuff. Send me your last two dollars and and God will give give it to you. <laughs> Gotta use the word seed. Yeah, exactly. Use the word seed. Exactly. But they do preach another kind of prosperity gospel. Yeah. Uh and so um yeah that that's that's a dangerous thing. And that's something I wish is that 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 we could just get away from from a society. I mean let's just 
let's just do things because it's the thing to do. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I, I think that, that we, you know, when we start looking at, um, our lives in a way that, Hey, we can enrich other people for the sake of enriching other people. Mm-hmm. So we can go to the rescue mission and serve meals mm-hmm. for the sake of them getting fed because they're hungry mm-hmm. and the feeling it's okay to have some selfish motives. It, we can sit there and say, man, that makes me feel good doing that. That's human. That's, that's a selfish motive, but that's a good selfish motive. Mm-hmm. That's something that we look at and go, you yeah. know what? The fact that that makes you feel good is a great thing. I agree. You know, if it didn't, then we might have a problem. Yeah. You know, if you did that uh, obligation because you thought you were going to get some kind of gain out of it and you didn't have the the feeling of just helping somebody else and seeing the look on their face, mm-hmm. face or the the smile when they receive the food or whatever it is. I mean, that's where there's a problem. I mean, that yeah. really is where there's a problem. Uh, and so my, uh, the, the, the other thing I want, I, I guess I have a question too, unless, did you have anything to comment on that? Was what about, um, if we don't obey? So there's, there are, there are certain things. We had a conversation before we got, before we started recording about did do we feel disobedient when we do X? Mm-hmm. Do we feel disobedient when we do Y? I mean, it, it it is, and I'm not talking about doing hard drugs or drunk driving or whatever. I'm talking about listening to a song or watching a certain show or going do to an R-rated movie. Do you feel disobedient when you listen to YYZ? Yeah. What's hey, YYZ? Were you a big Rush fan? Rush? Oh. YYZ? <laughs> so you yeah. said X, Y, and I thought I'd well, say I had, YYZ. Yeah, that's actually a good point. That was, a, that was a church and Rush joke yeah, at the same yeah. time. So now I, now I get it, but but uh, <laughs> but you understand, I was a big Rush fan and in I'm middle school. I'm looking at my zipper. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had a t-shirt. I went to a couple of Rush concerts when I was in middle school. And what? I had a t-shirt. Yeah. They Rush. were around then? That was a yeah, sorry. Yeah. That, yeah. That was a, yeah. It was, was Glenn. It was, <laughs> it was it was Glenn Miller, then it was Rush. Glenn. Yeah. So so uh, I had the uh, the moving uh, pictures. Yeah. Uh, I had album. I had one of those great I mean this was the early eighties and I had the the baseball tee and that had the moving yeah. pictures logo on it. But it had a a star on it that everybody said was a satanic star. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, you know, when I wore it outside the house, there was kind of a coolness factor because mm-hmm. people, you know, did you wear it hey, to church? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> I did not wear that to church, but I wore it to school, and part of me would feel great because people would comment on it. Hey, man, you went to the Rush concert, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but in you know my mind, I'm thinking, or I guess more in my heart. I guess with my mind, I don't think with my mm-hmm. heart, but um, it would be, gosh, am I disobedient or it wasn't really in that term, but it was just like, is this wrong? You mean like, did you, were you struggling with the idea? Was God disappointed in you? Because yeah. this was I disobedience has got to, it has to land somewhere. We're, what are we obedient to? What are we obedient for? 
or, you know, what are we trying to accomplish within our obedience? Yeah. Um, what's it going to get us? I think these are the questions that we have to ask ourselves or ask what, you know, religious systems have to, people who are stuck in that have to be asking, you know, are you obedient to the pastor because you think the pastor might invite you into that inner circle that doesn't exist? Or are you, you know, are you obedient to the word of God because you think now you're going to get another crown in heaven or you're going to live in a bigger mansion than the person next to you, which is literally the perfect example of selfishness (laughs) (laughs) and looking down upon your neighbor. (laughs) I'm going to live a great life here because I'm going to have a big house uh, that that is separated from everybody else. Yeah, look, look, my mansion's taller than yours. It's made out of pure pure gold you're living in a heavenly shack do you guys remember that term being used gosh what a miserable what a miserable term Um, but the streets are paved with gold yeah 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 i guess the streets are paved with gold up to that but sometimes you live in an alley and it's yeah i guess it's gonna be it's gonna be like 10 carat dilapidated to some degree because you didn't do it you weren't obedient enough and that's the real question is is what what is obedience going to get you and to what degree are you obedient enough that you're going to accomplish to whatever you think you are going to get i mean i I don't know that that's a answerable question i mean well, uh, ding, 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 ding. You just answered the million dollar question. <laughs> there is that's an answer. There is that's no the answer. answer. There is no answer. You can't be obedient enough. And I think that that's the religious system understands that. And that's the vicious cycle, right? So this was a trick question. This was a trick question. Uh, so, so why is it that, that I, I mean, we're, we're all on, you know, one of the things we talked about in this podcast was gradually, you know, uh, showing our beliefs over, you know, a period of ep- episodes. So I guess I'm fully out as, as some sort of agnostic, but, um, what? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. I don't know the answer. Okay. <laughs> so why is it that I feel more compassion and more, uh, sympathy and more, um, desire to help other people. So compassion for others and desire to help others more. Mm. Since I left Christianity than I was than when I was in Christianity. There are things I did to help others. But as far as compassion for others, now it's like my my belief is that it's a, it's about a, it, it's about I have a responsibility to do that. If if I don't do that, nobody's going to take care of those people. Nobody's going to help those people. You know, it's a, it's it's about fellow humans to help yeah. others. If we sit there and say, "Well, God will do it," then mm-hmm. a lot of times it just either never gets done or you do it, you know, with the wrong motive. I guess guess either way the homeless person doesn't care because they get fed but mm-hmm. it's like I just I just I don't know I feel like since I've left that I, I have more compassion and more sympathy and more desire to do good things I think Jim has something to say here I do I do I, yeah. I can't get on my hand up fast enough <laughs> the answer is this one see because this one is answerable uh, 
because uncertainty leaves room for compassion. And the, op- and the opposite is true. Certainty closes the door on compassion. Oh my goodness. You just, you just, that's, dude, the, the minds have been blown with that. that. That's a big deal. Say that again. That's a huge deal. Uncertainty leaves room for compassion and certainty closes the door on compassion. Wait, so if you're certain certain people are going to hell because they don't believe what you believe, that gives you the right to be to write them off as as such. Yes. Yeah. It closes the door on compassion. But if you're not certain those people are going to hell and maybe they aren't, it leaves room for you to be compassionate to them because maybe they we're all in this together. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it is, it is that it's humility. It's about, it's, it's, it's not being better than others. And, and we can have compassion. Can you learn? Is there, is there, show me that person that couldn't teach you something? Mm. Uh, you know, well, we know that because guess what? We, we understand uncertainty. We are uncertain. Yeah. Uh, but, but, being formerly certain person, uh, you know, there was the, the, uh, the dismissal of others' thoughts of, of others' questions of, of others' belief mm-hmm. systems, uh, was frequent. Well, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this much. If you don't believe what I believe, you've got nothing to teach me. Uh, my gosh though but i believe that for for years and years um you know and i've shared stories with you guys personally that you know i've i was mean to people in the name of jesus because they didn't believe what i was taught for years what the bible had said and it was it was a direct pass to be able to write them off that they were lost that they were controlled by the devil that they didn't know what they were talking about that they needed to be found and um, they were disobedient you know to kind of line that up with what we're talking about today and um, um, my gosh I'm ashamed of that you were better than them I was. Well, not I, anymore. <laughs> so I tell you that the thing that, that I know we're about to wind down the episode, but Jim, the thing that you said there that, that really resonated with me was humility. Because I think that's the thing that, that if we move through life in a humble manner and we say, you know, um, you know, if, if it were not for other people, I'd be in the same position or, if, or, uh, I, I know that there's, you know, Christians love to say, but by the grace of God, there go I. But I think just having that humility of saying, hey, I could be in that position. And I'd love to help somebody else because cause maybe at some point I may need, may need help. And, and I don't mean that in a karma sense, but in a way I kind of do because, um, because I, I do think that the people feed off one another and I think if we sow kindness, then I think we kind of reap kindness. I think there's a lot to that. Yeah. And uh, I just, I think we can have an impact on the world 
being humble and kind and gentle. And really, if you were to take, let's just take something out of the Bible that I think really is a great thing, is the, the fruit of the Spirit. If we were to take those things and apply those to our lives, not as a fruit of the Spirit, but as a action, as a standard that we're going to be obedient to. Yeah. So we're going to be obedient to the standard of loving other people and being peaceful and, and being kind and gentle and self-controlled. Uh, joyful. Joyful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's something that I think that, that we can really impact the lives of other people, not for the sake of eternal reward, but for the sake of helping other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, why is that such a mystery that it could we could actually be doing good things to do good things? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty... Is that revolutionary? I don't think it really should be. So the only thing we really is honestly could be obedient to is, is love. Yeah. yeah. The only thing we could be obedient to is. And that transcends any religion. Everything. Yeah, it transcends any everything. I mean, yeah. I think if more people were loving and kind and gentle and joyful and and self-controlled, I think we would have a a a very different society. Yeah. But the people that are it seems to be that are that are not that a lot of times are people that are being told to be that way because you get a reward if you're that way. And That's so, right. And you've just yeah, you've just created it's gone from that obedience is literally manipulation. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing that distinction that people need to make in that. Is, is, is that if anybody, any church ever says to be obedient to something, to get something, mm-hmm. you are being manipulated. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. It's, let's be obedient to love. You know, it, it comes down to, down to that. And it's possible, uh, and I could be wrong, but it seems that it's possible that, that the, the source of that love could be a God um, who actually is the God of all people. Hmm. Hmm. Even of the Hindus and the Buddhists and the... All people, you know, yeah. labels aside, let's, let's have a label. Just people. Label just people. It's yeah. just that it, it's very possible. Uh, and I've, I've seen, I've seen people love on every continent. Hmm. Absolutely. And how arrogant it, it would be to say that that doesn't happen. That, that, that evangelicals have this right to the definition of love and it can't happen properly or respectfully in any other way, shape or form on another country or continent. Yeah. yeah. You just, I, I, <clears throat> You know, obedience, that those definitions of obedience within religious systems really creates a very small and narrow mind that we live in a bubble and we miss so much. Yeah. I believe that. You think we might be at a, a good place to sure. stop? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That's it's been, it's been a great conversation. wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I agree. Uh, listeners, thank you for uh, for tuning in to That's Questionable, and we uh, we look forward to interacting with you and uh, having you tune in next time.
Thanks for listening. Our greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at thatsquestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or that's question a one on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod. 